Aloha and welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast. My name is Marnie. We are all so thankful that you're tuning in today from wherever you are on the planet or in other galaxies as we welcome in our next guest, Serafina Tikandra Gaia, living on Maui. And she is a multifaceted being who's here to really guide our collective into more expansive and unified spaces of love. She is a channeler, she is a medium. Um, She definitely is a healer. And today we're gonna talk about lots of things, but welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here with you. (laughs) My guides are so stoked and We just want to thank you for having us here. It's an honor. And we have to admit to all of you guys out there in the radio waves or galactic waves or wherever you are, we've been (laughs) laughing and giggling for probably (laughs) 20 minutes because it's just really fun in the space with Serafina. (laughs) She is source channel and there is a lot of angelic and incredible guides here from many many places that i can feel in my body and so hopefully you guys are all feel that through our voices because that's what's coming through uh through this podcast but we're already having a great time definitely my guides are professional cheerleaders (laughs) (laughs) they're the universe's cheerleaders We all, and we need that so desperately right now. We need those spiritual guides that are the cheerleaders. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And our our topic is is kind of going around, um, well, first and foremost, we want to say how we met each other and go into Serafina's own human story of how she came to where she is today, which is very important being on the hero's journey or the hero or heroine's journey or working with the wounded Chiron planet. All of that is really important. And we feel that it has tremendous value uh, to share with all of you today. And so we're gonna go into that in a little bit, but Serafina and I met on the island of Maui. We did. Maui no ka'oi. Maui no ka'oi. <laughs> <laughs> I live on the island of Oahu, and this is in Hawaii, in case you guys are listening in other parts of the world. Um, we are both in Hawaii, and we got to meet, I'm trying to think of like the first time I really, really met you, which I believe was not an Ulu workshop with Keone. <laughs> I think... So I started following Kayoni's Instagram while I was still in Arizona. And I think I discovered you through his Instagram. So I don't even really remember how I got to your guys' social medias, but (laughs) you came to me and I came to you. Beautiful. Yes. And then you made your way to Hawaii. Okay. Yes. Coming back to me now. Wow. And it's been a quite a journey and, um, Oh, I will just say for one thing, if you guys, you know, are connected to the Deva realm or the nature realm, whenever I would think of Serafina or let's say I would be in Maui, there would be dragonflies around me. Remember, and I would always be like, there is, she has that kind of essence about her and uh, it's, it's multicolored and crystalline and very fast, you know, like um, the scarab kind of energy of Egypt, the golden scarab, you know? Um, Yes. And so that's, it's very fascinating. And I hope you guys all follow her after so that you can learn about her work um, being really a cosmic guide right now in in these turbulent times that we're going through as a humanity and as a collective. So let's go into your story my friend of how it is to be where you are and and you know who you who you incarnated into and your karma that you had to go through in order to be a voice for the collective right now yeah okay let's dive deep Mm. so 
my guides would like to say that I really was born into trauma. I was born into trauma. My mother experienced traumas while birthing me that were really deep for her. And I was born into that. And so I was steeped into distortion from the start. Mm-hmm. I had a very dark childhood. There were, of course, bright moments, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, starting at the age of six, I went through a really deep, traumatic experience. And I faced sexual abuse. I experienced sexual abuse. And it was very confusing for me at the time. And really from that moment until 20, I experienced a lot of traumas, a lot. I experienced physical abuse from my father, emotional abuse and eating disorder, depression. I can go on and on, mm-hmm. but really the point is that I experienced a lot of traumas, not just in one particular area, but in several different areas. Mm-hmm. And the main message that comes through right now that my guides have told me is that I built wells within me so deep they could only be filled with gold. Mm -hmm. And so as a soul, I chose to experience these traumas so that I could relate to almost every being that I interact with Mm. on that deep, on that deep Mm -hmm. level. Because when you experience a trauma and you talk about it with someone else, it can be really healing for them to know that they're not alone and that you have also faced it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose trauma from the start as a soul. And truly, those traumas were expansive opportunities for me to come into the states that I'm currently experiencing and will continue to further experience. Mm-hmm. And truly, I believe that the shadow and our traumas are not here to harm us they're not here to hold us back they will only hold us back if we allow them to Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's so many messages that the shadow has relayed to me that my traumas have gifted me with so many lessons that i've learned and from all of those lessons i've been able to come into the place that i'm in right now and the states that i'm currently experiencing right now are so expansive and are so loving, sometimes I'm overwhelmed with love. And sometimes it's just like, at this point in my life, I can't not love every part of myself. I can't not love unto my traumas or my shadows. The same, same. And so that's my story so far. You know, I experienced those traumas and now I'm in incredibly expansive states and I'm just so stoked that I was able to face them and to love them because truly super simple message from my soul I just love to love Mm -hmm. I just love to love I can't not love everything no matter how ugly it may seem no matter how painful it might have been I just love to love Simple as that. What a gorgeous (laughs) message. Yeah. (laughs) And a story that I believe many of us can relate to, especially because we do all have our own story, right? We all have our aspects of ourself that is wanting to really evolve more into a higher state of awareness and a higher state of actualization, a higher space of love for self. And we do this, um, the soul does this, you know, by choosing to incarnate and participate, like as you mentioned, in these storylines, you know, through the different, through the different people of our families, our relationships, our coworkers, whoever we've put in our play, our play of life, right? And so many of these traumas, like as you said, um, relating to many different kinds of things, 
as we were talking about, it's kind of, that's like where the work is, you know, that's where you can be relatable as a healer or a light worker, cosmic channel, whatever, whatever label we want to say right now, which is going to change also, you know, by tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) but the, the opportunities, you know, to, to move through healing spaces with ease and grace. Now, knowing that, um, there's major trauma and where did you grow up in the world? I grew up in Arizona. So I grew up in Arizona with my mom and my older sister. And then my dad left Arizona when I was around like five or six and he moved back to Texas. So my mom's side and my dad's side, they both live in El Paso, Texas. And a lot of my family is from Juarez and from um, other parts of Mexico. Nice. So ethnicity is is Mexican. Yes. And also, so on my mom's side, we discovered a couple years ago that we are native Alaskan Inuit and then also Brazilian. So (laughs) that is, (laughs) it's incredible. my guides say that I have so many different cultures embedded into my blood so that I could unite all nations. That's a message (laughs) that came, (laughs) yeah. United Nations. Yes, yes. Which is really why I believe um, Hawaii is, you know, is, well, as we called it growing up here, you know, it is the melting pot of the Pacific, right? It is where the Pope, the potluck, the potpourri, like where everything comes and melds together, all the cultures and all the ethnicities with all the different spiritual traditions and religions and ways of conditioning through colonialism and what have you. This is the mosh pot of all of it where we have to work it out. And even our former president said, if you want to see what the future looks like, you should go to Hawaii. So in terms of being able to have compassion for other cultures and other people this is where you get to practice all of it so so thankful that you are here and definitely uh, thank sharing you. your gifts sharing your gifts with the world um i'd love to go into a little bit more of now that we kind of know the where the trauma is and then how what kind of healing modalities did you start to do for yourself in order to heal yourself of the trauma so when i was 18 i had a really really traumatic experience and for me that was my breakdown and also my breakthrough Mm -hmm. so it really started simply with the idea of positivity I didn't really get too in touch with spirituality at first. I was just like, I just want to be positive about life. I just want to actually, I just actually want to enjoy my life. And so from there on, I started to explore spirituality. And one night I remember one of my past friends, she was talking about the universe and just like all these cool spiritual facts. And when she was talking to me, I literally started traveling through the cosmos and I saw like both of our galaxies merging together. It was so amazing. And I was like, okay, I have to get into this. Mm -hmm. So So for the past four years, I've been learning so much about spirituality and about healing modalities. And where I healed my traumas was really in my Reiki sessions with my past mentor, um, Kat, in Sedona. And Mm -hmm. I went through the depths of trauma and the shadow with her. And from there on, I've really been teaching myself because for me, at an individual soul level, I want to know as much of me as possible. It's just my natural way. Like, I am naturally drawn within and to get deeper and deeper and deeper and more connected. And so through Kat, she relayed a lot of my guides to me. I started tapping into my own guidance systems myself and from practicing and from further connecting myself with them, I've been able to enhance my psychic abilities. I've been able to 
really get in touch with multiple collectives, dimensions, guidance systems across the cosmos. And um, yeah, that's been my spiritual journey so far. Throughout that, I was also certified in Reiki 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love having that certification. But for me, it's all through like trial and error. Like most of the stuff that I know, I've learned from within and have mm-hmm. been taught by my own guidance systems. And I think that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's many ways to go about discovering someone's healing journey and healing path and a lot of a lot of times we're guided to somebody to work with or we might be guided to a program or a schooling you know or a teacher training and it's all good right like no matter what you're doing any step towards the positive uh is a step in the right direction and this kind of goes into what your guides want to talk about which is an overlying theme of you know the steps of healing which is one to have awareness Right. Yes. Is to come into a space of awareness because once our consciousness can actually come into a space of awareness, then the awareness like sees the awareness and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can work with this awareness and I don't need to actually be with this awareness and I don't need to have more trauma, more anxiety, more fear, more doubt more pain, more suffering, right? I can actually choose that. And that's the first step. And so I wanted to see if you wanted to expand on that. I know your guides came in to say, like, let's talk about practicality and awareness. Number one is, um, is something that's taught universally, you know, in terms of healing. Yeah. So what comes through with awareness is when your awareness starts to come online you begin to (laughs) be the one who is watching the game play out right so you're no longer playing in the game you are the one observing the game and so this comes through with observing your thoughts observing the triggers that arise observing the emotions that are flowing through you and so in order to work with the shadow you have to have awareness that there even is a shadow right that there are even like negative thought forms in your field or certain programmings or ways that you have um felt pressured to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um for most people out there I think that's a very, to me, that is one of the most transformative aha moments that you can have as a human being is to, is to take yourself out of the game and take a step back. Um, in Buddhism and Buddhist psychology, we say this is like the pause. We call it like a pause where you actually pause and you take a deep breath in and you you observe your surroundings, you observe the mind, you observe the emotions, you observe your environment, but you're not necessarily participating in that. Now, the moment that we start participating um, and we go into this, in, I'm going to refer to Buddhism again, but like the clinging mind where we start to participate in the clinging mind, then we actually start to create more suffering. So having awareness, pulling back and having awareness very important for all you people out there and you might want to whitney we just had her on um her whole post was really about taking inventory you know taking inventory of your life like taking inventory what is it that we're wanting to be present with right now or what is calling for our attention right now and it might be some habit that wants to be let go um, a toxic relationship that's ready to end um i know for me that was many 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 things but i was wanting to see if you wanted to expand on that a little bit yeah it's it's really important to have the space and time to be with yourself especially in these times where so much is being projected so many different agendas belief systems it's really time to tune back within It's really time to connect with your inner world, your inner realms, your inner universe, because this is a time to be more sovereign, 
to really reclaim your sovereignty, to fully empower yourself. Mm -hmm. And we do this through first awareness, being aware that, oh, okay, I can actually believe in anything I want to believe in. Oh, I'm actually a creator being. I'm creating my universe. Wow. Wow. And so, yeah, you're right. Like having those aha moments is really powerful. It doesn't have to be something detrimental like, oh, I haven't been doing it right this entire time. No, like you've been doing it not necessarily right, but not necessarily wrong. You have just been like one message that comes through from my guides is you don't know until you know. And it's really as simple as that. Like we're all doing the best that we can with where we are at consciously. Yeah. Um, so after awareness, after having those aha moments with yourself and those realizations, those relevations, then comes the face to face. And I think a lot of people actually do have awareness of their habits, of the old stories, the shadows, etc. It's the face-to-face that is really difficult for a lot of people, right? Aloha, <laughs> having aloha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it can be incredibly difficult to face parts of yourself that you don't want to face. I get it, right? It's yeah. easy to love the good parts of you, of course. But when it comes to those perceived ugly parts the bad parts the shadows the negative aspects it can be really difficult for a lot of people to face themselves in this way because mm-hmm. those aspects don't feel loved they have felt neglected and they've been in a dark corner mm-hmm. and so a lot of people tend to just turn a blind eye to them oh i mm-hmm. don't feel like dealing with you today i'll leave you for another time Mm-hmm. And a message that came through yesterday was um, resistance equals persistence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you don't face certain parts of yourself, they will only continue to persist. They will become louder and louder. And so we're actually seeing this a lot in the collective right now, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of shadows are rising in the collective mm-hmm. and a really interesting perspective that my guides brought through in this past week was that quarantine allowed us the space and time to delve within, especially Mm -hmm. for most of society who is constantly in go, go, go mode. They're not tuning within. They're always tuning into the external. And so the people for most of the collective, they've really been having a difficult time in quarantine because they've been focusing so much on the external and the internal has been screaming to be realized, to be faced. And now they've been given this time to face it and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. And so now we're seeing, um, especially within the past couple of weeks, this um, burst of frustration because they couldn't face themselves in quarantine. And Mm -hmm. so now there's a lot of acts and revolts that are happening because um, a bomb needs to go off basically, right? They feel so suffocated. They have to do certain things in order to express themselves the only ways that they know how. Mm -hmm. So having this face-to-face is incredibly important. to meet the shadow this is a beautiful example that my guides brought through to meet your shadows as a mother would meet a wounded child Mm -hmm. because that's truly what the shadow is it's Mm -hmm. an aspect of self that doesn't feel worthy and that is craving love that Mm -hmm. needs love and so when these shadows present in your field I have a really sweet example (laughs) (laughs) that came through last week for this Um, And it's something that I've experienced, you know, so in this I get to share my story and even become more relatable. So there might be the shadow, the fear of wearing a bikini in public because you might have stretch marks. Who knows? Maybe you have a little extra belly fat, whatever. So this shadow arises 
you're at the beach, you're wearing your one piece, and you look at all the other women who are wearing bikinis, and you're like, ugh, I just want to wear a bikini. I just want to feel free. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, awareness, relevation. Oh my gosh. I've been keeping myself in this box the entire time. Who's telling me I can't wear a bikini? I am. I'm the only <laughs> one stopping me. So then you get to face that shadow. Okay, why do I feel like I can't wear a bikini? Having a, a conversation with the shadow, really talking about your feelings. Oh, okay, I get it, shadow. I get it. I don't want to wear a bikini because I'm afraid of exposing my stretch marks. I'm afraid of <laughs> exposing a belly that's not so flat, right? All of these programmings that have been in society, you need perfect skin, you need a perfect body in order to have um, a bikini body, which is ridiculous. <laughs> a bikini body is a body with a bikini. Simple as that. <laughs> so then we have this face-to-face -face with the shadow and we are authentic. We're honest with it. We don't need to be scared. Um, a message that comes through time and time and time again from the shadow is that I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to harm you unless you want me to. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to project that onto me, then that's what it's going to feel like. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful because <laughs> another message from the shadow. So a lot of people are afraid of facing their shadows because they feel like they're attacking them. They mm -hmm. feel like they have attachments to them. One thing that they said that is just so amazing, it takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. It takes two to tango. You have to have responsibility. Not only are your shadows attaching to you, you're attaching yourself to it. Mm -hmm. And so truly in this face-to-face, -face, you get to be authentic with one another. Mm -hmm. And eventually you will both be freed and there won't be this resentment. There will just be this pure love for one another. So after that face-to-face -face comes solutions. So you have to have that awareness of the past patterning, having that awareness of what the old story was, those habits. And now you get to decide for yourself as a creator being, what is the new story I would like to experience? And to know also that this new experience isn't just about you, it's also about the shadow. Because when you both unite as one again, the shadow will also go off to have its own new experiences. It'll also be freed into other spaces for it to explore. Mm -hmm. And this comes, um, this is really important because it's authentic, right? I really want to make this clear that this isn't just about us being free, about uniting with ourselves. This is about all the other energies, the shadows that we're interacting with, having them be free as well, having them be healed and fully loved as well. This is participation and it's really fair. It's honestly very truly fair. So we come up with solutions. We think of a new story that we would like to create that we would like to experience. And then after that comes clarification. So clarifying boundaries to ensure that the new story is going to manifest. Really, this is super important. This is the follow through. This is where the follow through happens. So it's important to know your worth and to know your love for self when you are clarifying with this shadow. Okay, so let's take it back to the bikini example. So the solution is now, I'm wearing the bikini out at the beach. <laughs> I bought myself a new bikini. Uh -huh. I threw away the one piece. And now I'm going to rock the bikini at the beach. Okay. This, is, this example is so that it can be incredibly relatable to people. Um, yeah. Taking it step by step. So solution, I'm wearing the bikini. I'm going to do it. The clarification. So when you're at the beach and you're wearing the bikini, if that shadow arises again, oh, I'm wearing the bikini. Oh, I feel like small right now. Maybe I should go hide on the other corner of the beach. Oh, okay, shadows are rising again. Clarifying with it. Wait, I know my worth. 
I am worthy to wear a bikini no matter what my body looks like. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. I am stating that. I clarify that. I command that into my existence. Mm-hmm. So you're letting that shadow know what you're worth. You're letting that shadow know just how much you love yourself. Mm-hmm. After that comes repetition. And so one thing my guides want to make clear is that for a lot of shadow work, repetition is really the key to it because a lot of things aren't going to be just one and done right mm-hmm. you can say out loud i clear any and all distortions from all timelines of mine so it is it is done yeah. kind of right <laughs> yeah. that did have an effect but you have to constantly repeat that in order for it to be embodied into the system because on a subtle energetic level those mantras those affirmations those clarifications are working but the body still remembers the mm-hmm. cellular memory and so it takes time to really fully clear these past programmings these shadows out of our systems to further unite with them because the cells need to clear the cellular memory still remembers past traumas and past experiences and so it's important to know that practice makes perfect mm-hmm. you know a lot of people want to shift overnight and especially as me i feel like my shifting process is like a rocket going straight up and i just want to keep going and going and going in this space and i want to shift as fast as possible i want to go from a to z right and spirit tells me you have to take this moment by moment really have a full experience with yourself really have a full experience with all aspects of self because there is no rush mm-hmm. there's no rush we're not trying to you know be one and done with our shadows with our traumas and then just put them to the side again cuz that clearly didn't work in the past you know it's mm-hmm. like you know when a mom tells a kid go play like go over there you know she's like yeah. shooing the kid to the to the corner to the side that isn't working out anymore that's mm-hmm. spiritual bypassing that's what it is mm-hmm. so it's important to welcome them in every single time they arise You might not be able to, you know, so say you're hanging out with some friends at dinner and you're being triggered by a certain conversation. Yeah, you may not be able to fully face it in that moment. But you know when you get home, give yourself 30 minutes to just dive deep within. See what unveils. Have mm-hmm. that exploration with self. You know, journal your thoughts. You can journal your communication with the shadow. And even that will begin to really unveil your healing process. Mm. And so repetition is very important. You know, shadow work isn't something that's going to be done overnight. This is something that takes time. It takes years, honestly. And it would be a lie for me to say that I'm still not doing shadow work because mm-hmm. every single day there are things that arise into my field from my cellular memory and it's up to me to face it. to have that courage mm-hmm. and i honestly and in this now moment i just want to love every single part of me mm-hmm. there's no part of me that i don't want to love truly it doesn't matter how weird it may seem it doesn't matter how ugly it may seem i'm just ready to love it and so i encourage all of you guys to be open to fully loving yourselves because the more you can love yourself the more rich your life is truly like who doesn't want to feel more love who doesn't want to further love their community their friends their families you know for me i just i'm amazed by love every single day and the potential that it has to transform everything <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> Laying it down. Yes. And really clear, very clear and and 
beautifully said there's so much Ike, there's so much knowledge and all of that and for those of you that are curious or that are listening right now i also totally am a believer that everything is in direct alignment so if you're hearing this podcast and this is really resonating with you doing shadow work um doing healing work right now might be something that's calling your attention there might be parts of you that are really curious about this and how it works and um you might not know where to start or how to get or how to how to start really uh and there's there is a lot that is offered right now and that is really the gift of the aquarian age because before in order to do spiritual work you you really had to participate in um becoming a monk and living a monastic life or you would have to become you know indoctrinated into the church and into a religion um you had to renunciate in many aspects of your life in order to follow your spiritual pursuits right so we are in a completely new dawn of of the age of aquarius and as we have left the age of pisces going now into this new era we are inundated with finally the bridge of the east to the west now this was brought to us really in the 70s in the 60s and 70s by pramahasa yogandana as well as yogi vajan and all of the great yogis and spiritual ascended masters who took it upon themselves to enlighten the west so you know this small country and i'm gonna say it's small it's a very young country of america and wherever you are in the world i'm just talking about america right now has only been exposed to these kinds of modalities you know in in the last i don't know what is that 50 years or so maybe half a century um and we're not even going to go into the native indigenous wisdom that was already on this land and in many places but the opportunities to now open up your computer and learn from many therapists healers um people who have been trained or not trained in in academic ways and then non-traditional ways of of like real learning like somatic learning there are so many modalities to access right now right when i started my healing journey there was barely anything happening and i had to like leave hawaii to go find anything or my mother would just send me to the monastery in burma and tell me to meditate with the monks like there's no direction now we have in the last 15 years we have actually gone a leap forward in terms of the knowledge that the scientific and meditative community has brought together in terms of neuroscience of the brain to actually chart what happens when you start working with modalities like meditation positive thinking um, yoga science and all these other practices that are out there breath work whatever it might be so there's a lot of opportunity if you want to work with your shadow meaning you're not going to be sent off to go on a spiritual pilgrimage out into the desert by yourself which was also a practice that's been done and still has done uh, in many cultures right there is there are communities there are online communities and this is really what i wanted to present in terms of seraphina's offerings right now you know she has an online community she does work one-on-one -on -one with people um and it could be new right like this this opportunity we're doing this call on a zoom right now and even though we're not together like we're sharing space together it's just it's through a different medium which is called the internet <laughs> and this is available. Yes. it's available to all of us so don't limit yourself by saying that you cannot have access to a teacher or a program or a community it is out there and be open right which is buddha buddha's one of his many famous sayings is like have an open mind beginner's mind that is the one of the first and foremost anchors of a spiritual practice have an open mind utilize your buddha nature of beginner's mind in order to be open to receiving 
So can we go into a little bit of some of your offerings right now? And I know you work with your channeled guidance a lot. And for some people that might be very new, but maybe we can just touch upon how this whole story has culminated into who you are today and what you're offering to the world right now. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so first off, I'd like to introduce just some of the guidance that I work with. So I work with many angelic realms. There's not just one, there are nine. And actually my name was given to me and I didn't even know that it had to do with this. But my name has to do with the seraphim realm, which are the angels that are closest with God. Mm-hmm. I actually discovered this in Sedona. Um, a sweet friend told me so. That was really awesome. So I work with the angels. I work with the Ascended Masters. Buddha is actually one of my guides. Christ Mm -hmm. Consciousness. So basically, I work with different frames of consciousness, different collectives like the Goddess Collective. And basically, that just means um, all the goddesses that have ever existed throughout time and space. So I work with so many different beings. I mean, thousands of beings. And basically, these beings are just here to assist us in our journey on earth and so for me working with the guides working with ascended masters multi-dimensional beings it's very natural for me and i welcomed it into my presence when it made itself known um and i know for a lot of people it may seem woo woo or it may seem very strange and new And they just want to relay the message that they are truly here to love you and to assist you. They're here to bring forth further clarification for your life so that you can truly just have the best experience on earth. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So I work with many guidance systems, many collectives, and I bring forth their guidance. I bring forth their knowledge, their wisdom, activations, their energetic healing through me as a source channel and i bring this into my sessions and also my community the expansion circle and so truly this is an incredibly special experience and in my sessions we dive deep we dive so deep into your traumas into your life your relationships any questions that you may have i mean really it's a session that is priceless and it it's just something to be experienced is what my guides want to say because there's a lot of energetic healing that happens but of course also communication and guidance that is relayed um my guidance systems are incredibly keen on energetic healing throughout the session so while we're having a conversation my guides are doing all the work in the background for you in terms of energetic healing. So that's really special. Um, So I have my expansion sessions. Those are my one-on-one sessions where we just dive deep into your life. And I'm truly a guide um, who is assisting in your journey into expansion, into your highest and brightest expansion. And then I have my community circle which is the expansion circle. This is a more simplified one-on-one expansion session. And so it's a great affordable way to work with me and to experience um, the activations and the energetic healing. My guides are saying right now, it's like taking your foot and dipping a toe into the water. If you're nervous, (laughs) if you're nervous about a one-on-one session, join the expansion circle and just have a taste of it see how you feel right yeah so i offer that and then um i actually just came out with this yesterday i am channeling light coded art in a lot of realms in many of my cosmic parallel lives which basically just means the other lives that i'm currently experiencing in past present and future timelines i am a master light coder Basically, I work with different rays (laughs) and waves of light 
Um, it's super magical. And so I have the ability to channel light codes through me and to make them practical, to physically manifest them into art. So I'm also offering that as well. And these art pieces are super special because they contain specially um, attuned quantum fields that shift your space and also shift your beingness as well. When your eyes witness light codes, there is a soul remembrance that is happening and awakening truly. Um, so light coding is one of my many passions and I really adore it a lot. So oh, yeah, I that's what I offer. Love light code language and and that is something that's coming through and you know which i really believe like the tattooing is is a form of light coding you know as we yes. go into understanding the etheric template of the body and all the layers of the auric field there is so much there that is like you said with the eyes very important to have your eyes embody this new light language that is assimilating down into the earth plane right now from the heavens and so that can be a direct transmission as Serafina was saying through her artwork you could actually receive these direct transmissions from the cosmos into your physical body by the pure presence of just receiving this goes into really um, more of how the Tibetans utilize Tonka work as well as many other ancient traditions of artwork as a form of transmission and this is making a huge resurgence right now a really Definitely. big resurgence right now and um i i think on instagram she shared recently her her light coded kali ma which came yeah. through Woo, kali and uh hail kali and uh how how these energy archetypes are actually coming here to assist all of us right now there are many, many forms, as she said. I, I'm inundated with calls right now and messages from people like, I'm seeing blue beans. There are multicolored <laughs> energy house right now. You know, and that was like, that was language that I probably 30 years ago would have maybe once in a while. You know, once in a while, somebody would have a session with me and it would be, you know, I'm very curious. So there was this energy. Now it's like, oh my God, I actually am taking photos of blue beans in front of Bali. Like my friend from Bali sent it last night of a light show, like a complete blue light show. Um, I know they've been really present for me recently, but oh yeah, going back to the light code language, um, you'll, you'll, after you'll be able to see like following Serafina's Instagram and her her website and things like that, you can, you know, be exposed to this kind of language and this kind of offering, which goes into her offerings of the expansion of self. Yes. You know, and then and and being able to peruse in that in ways that are very either comfortable for you, whether it's through the expansion circle or it's really big, like, okay, I just want to do a one-on-one -on -one session and I really want to know what guidance am I working with? And I don't have as much access because maybe my energetic channels are not as open yet, you know, and then she'll work with you. She'll probably give you a recipe to help open up those channels. And then we're, you're going to go from there in terms of like, discovering your new life or the life you've already always had but we're just peeling the layers back of the false self or the lower ego so i'm excited to actually hear because i can feel your your guidance um and we have you know maybe another 10 minutes or so to kind of go into maybe a little bit of a channeling session between the two of us of just yes. like to come through and we um really love channeling i think both of us are, are, are could sit and have tea for hours of just channeling different realms but i think it would be nice for the people out there to maybe hear from from you from your guidance and get a connection to your guides so that they feel their energetic feeling body is like wow this feels good i'm connecting i want to work with seraphina um, and now I know how. And so it's kind of like a siren call. I call that. It's like a siren call. It's like we can introduce them to the collective. So is that something that you feel comfortable doing? Definitely. Yeah. Um, right. As you were saying that the Hawthors, 
they popped in. Of course. The Hawthors. Um, this is actually incredible and it's perfectly aligned because I actually started noticing this within you and also Kayoni. Um, I was posting about the Hawthors because I've been working with them for the past couple of years but haven't intentionally within the past year and they made themselves known again to me quite potently and you posted about the Hawthors and then also Kayoni and I was like oh my gosh wait the Hawthors are presenting themselves into so many beings fields right now and they said yes we are we are back they just said that <laughs> <laughs> they, they said we're back we're here to guide you guys and we're ready. We're so ready to do it. Um, so should we, should I just jump into who the Hawthors sure. are? Let's okay. do it. Awesome. So the Hawthors derive from the fourth dimension and they are related to, or at least what I should say is the goddess Hathor, Hathor of Egypt is related to them, but they are not her. She is her own consciousness, her own being, um, but they imprinted their knowledge through her. So she was like a physical manifestation, basically, of the Hawthors. So they derive from the fourth dimension, and these are beings who are masters of sound and love. They are very benevolent beings. They are very friendly. They're fun. They are playful. They just, they're cheery. They're like some of the most cheery guides I could ever have. Mm -hmm. um, their presence is truly heartfelt. Because they are masters of love, they emanate this natural green aura to them. And I'm even, <laughs> I'm actually witnessing them in my room right now. There's at least like maybe 10 or so. Um, right. These beings are about 10 feet tall. So basically, they're just super magical beings who are here to assist us, who are here to guide us in our journeys. And if you'd like, I would love to relay some Hawthor sound toning, some sound healing for you guys. Please do. Okay. Let me tune within, really connect with them, and then let's do it. Okay. All right. Placing for all of you guys listening in. Place your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your room space and just start to tune within. Feel the temperature of the room. Feel all of your guidance with you. Feel the love emanating in the room, in the space. Allowing yourself to receive this love. Knowing that you are worthy to receive love. You are literally the embodiment of love. Taking in a deep breath. Letting it out. You are safe. Safe to receive.
to soak that in, to feel any pulsations that were vibrating through your body. And this is totally natural to feel pulsations in the body when it comes to sound healing, when it comes to toning. This means that the physical body is shifting into more expansive states, is receiving the activations. The author, <laughs> I was gonna say the authors, <laughs> the Hawthors. They just love you so much and they just want to relay the message that wherever you are in this now moment, you are totally meant to be here. And that truly everything is working out in divine timing. You are not separate from your guidance systems. Truly, you are one in the same with your guides, with the Hathors. There is no separation. There is only the illusion of separation. And as we start to unite with ourselves once more, we step into those expansive states. We step into a space of further love. And truly, as Ram Das said, we are just walking each other home. Mm-hmm. We're just merging into source as source once more. And we get to do it with the company of each other. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it so much, sister. Of that course, was, that's... <laughs> that was amazing. And, and it was interesting to... Um, the transmission was like going in and out and you're going to hear it after. And, and it, I love how that organic flow of when it kind of comes in and then it goes out and then it was, then there was moments of it being very high pitched. And so if you're receiving that transmission on the other end, just receive it as it is. And there, if you're feeling like you want to work with Serafina on toning and things like that, you can connect with her after because there's so much more in terms of sound and toning. And of course we're using this medium here. Um, so there was just so you know, there was like moments where it was silent, but there's still transmission in that silence. That's all I want to say. Like there's still yeah. silence. So when I tone, um, it's definitely, it's potent through here, but it's very potent in person. Um, yeah. Because when I'm toning, I literally feel those high pitches, those high frequencies. Um, it's almost like, you know, when you hear the ring in your ear, like in a room or something, um, that ringing comes through in the toning. So if it was a little bit unclear, I also have an incredibly loud voice and a very prominent voice, so it might be overwhelming the mic. Um, But of course, the transmission is still coming through. And like we were talking about earlier, um, you know, we are transitioning from working in person to online, but that doesn't mean that the potency of the energetic healing or the energies that are playing along are not like, happening they're still happening you know that's how the quantum field works um yeah and so you know whether it's through online whether it's in person to person um the energy is still going to be potent it's still all happening as it's meant to absolutely yes and i couldn't agree with it more and it was absolutely beautiful so thank you so much for sharing that because, of course. Yeah, toning. And I mean, I was just playing bowls for an hour right before this session. So I'm like, of course, I'm like blissed out and then have, <laughs> get to have a beautiful like Hawthorne transmission. It's like the best day ever. Yes. <laughs> I want to collaborate with you on a sound bath. Yeah. I would love to. 
Yeah, totally. Yes. Totally <laughs> down. Absolutely. Um, well, I really want to thank you for your time, Serafina, and um, for, your, for your presence and your willingness to share who you really are, all parts of you, the, the, <laughs> the challenges yes. I'll face, you know, as a human, to the embodiment of soul essence, to then now be sharing your gifts and your dharma with the world is one of the most incredible gifts I believe a human could ever experience or the soul could ever experience. And so way to go and way to be on the <laughs> forefront. You know, I'm going to talk <laughs> of like, yes, Serafina, stepping up and even, you know, reaching out and saying, I'd love to be part of the podcast. And this is something that we all must do too, creating collaborative spaces and supporting our brothers and sisters, because we can't do this alone. We're not meant to do it alone. That's an old way of thinking. And we must support our brothers and sisters. So try harder. That's my message to everybody. Try yeah. harder. Try harder to to support your brothers and sisters. Um, we all have our gifts and our talents, and we need to create a whole new way of of being and a whole new reality right now. And that takes effort, and it takes grounded effort, and it takes tremendous courage. So, if you have an idea and you're wanting to share and you're wanting to uplift the consciousness and you're wanting to collaborate, or you're just curious, you know become a part of Serafina's expansion circle and start meeting new people with a whole new way of thinking, a whole new perspective on life. And sometimes that's all we need. We just need to see things in a new perspective and have a fresh perspective of how life can be, right? Because we are all co-creating this together. So yes, definitely. My guides did want to relay one more message. <laughs> they all <Yeah>. do. <laughs> of course. They say, we can no longer wait for the external to grant us permission. You know, we can no longer wait for the external to present us with opportunities. Because if you never ask, it's always going to be a no. If you never ask, it's always going to be a no. So yeah, it's you're totally right. It's time to step up to speak our truths and, you know, to tell the world what we want, what we want to experience, what we want to collaborate on. Mm -hmm. And truly, we are in this together. We are in this together. We're doing the thing. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing, We're doing it. it. Now, which is so awesome. And of course, um, this is, you know, this is shared on a Venus day. The Hawthors are here. Like there's the Friday is a Venus day. I mean, so it's, there is, there's so much more support for all of us that maybe we're not aware of, but we are supported, we are loved and cherished, and we are held in God's grace. And we would love to send all of that beautiful aloha ma to each of you who are listening right now. We love you, and we're here for you, and we're supporting you. And please look at her offerings and see if there's something there that resonates. And a deep bow to you, sister, for all of your work. And I look forward to collaborating with you more. Yes, mahalo. You guys, Marnie is so freaking incredible. I just want to say that. <laughs> she is a divine goddess <laughs> and truly an embodiment of the divine feminine. And she is just so lovely, such a lovely mentor. Um, I'm currently doing the 40-day prosperity challenge um, that she gifted us with about a week ago. And I'm loving it so much so far, you know. So, you know, even as someone who's connected with their own guides, um, you know, I still love to receive sessions. I still love to collaborate and I love to participate in workshops that I resonate with, you know. So definitely of course i keep checking out marnie's offerings as well because she's incredible and she's so amazing thank you dear thank you of course yeah I'm so <laughs> that challenge it's amazing oh my gosh i feel i've been doing it every single morning and i feel so high 
I like have a dance party afterwards. <laughs> Especially oh. when we're doing the God part. God, God. 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 <laughs> oh, we're doing the Subang Kriya. If anyone knows Kundalini, we're doing a Subang Kriya 40 day prosperity <laughs> challenge. You're welcome to find that on my bio as well. But um, thank you again. I hope you have a blissful day. I'm going to go jump in the ocean. For anybody that's listening, I take you into the ocean with me to help move your energy. So I'll be doing that. And I hope that you're enjoying your time on Maui. Lots of kisses and aloha to you, sister. Of course, you too, Marnie. So much love for you guys and many blessings. Many blessings. We are here with you. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha.